Right around Australia on SEN Track. Thanks to Racing Queensland, this is the Queensland Hoop with Sam Collett. Yes, welcome to the Queensland Hoop with Sam Collett and I, where we're bringing you the latest in Racing Queensland news. I'm Melissa Smith. Sam, great to be with you on this beautiful Friday morning. How are you? Hello, Liz. Yes, we missed you last week, but uh, nevertheless, uh, we're back in action again today. Obviously, another Friday, another busy weekend of racing ahead. Uh, looking forward to, obviously, Stradbroke Day Saturday. It all kicks off. Uh, we've got Gatton races today and then Sunny Coast again on Sunday. So, yes, busy as normal. It's going to be a massive weekend. We say that every weekend, but we talk about the Stradbroke. Three million dollar race. Like, that, uh, the prize money is just off the Richter, isn't it? It is. It's a fantastic, obviously, Saturday there at Eagle Farm. We've got um, every race, obviously, he's got black type. We've got the two group ones with the JJ Atkins worth a million and the Stradbroke worth three million. So, I mean, here's hoping that the uh, the Stradbroke stays, um, you know, with a Queensland-owned and trained and ridden horse. And there's a few there representing the state. Um, obviously, it's a pretty hot race, so... It's looking forward to it. The weather looks like it's going to be good, and I'm sure there'll be plenty of people out and about. Well, that's all we can ask for, isn't it? <laughs> it's yeah. going to be a great weekend of racing. And speaking of racing, um, last weekend it was a, a busy one for you as well. Yeah, you know, I just end up with a couple of rides on Saturday. Um, obviously, it's getting pretty tough for, to get rides. Well, um, there's plenty of additions to our riding ranks with the Sydney and Melbourne, Melbourne boys heading up and um, a couple of my horses went well. Uh, there were a couple of really nice runners on Sunday too. So, um, yes, no, it's, oh, sorry, a winner at Gatton too last week. So fantastic. Um, hopefully we can ride another winner or two at Gatton today. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. That is for sure. Now, every week we have a very special guest on the show. This week is no different. So, you know very well, someone you're riding for this weekend as well, uh, Les Ross. Give us a little bit of background between your relationship with Les. Yeah, I had a few rides for Les, obviously. Um, he's, uh, you know, had a little bit of a quiet time. Um, he, sorry, he looked like he was going to have a bit of a quiet time where he sort of said he was looking to retire and he's now full, you know, in full force again and life does throw these uh, curveballs uh, our way. So I'm looking forward to chatting to him and, and see what's changed, you know, in his life. Obviously, uh, I think the last 12 months have been a bit of a change of plan for him, but, you know, he trained um, a shiny sniper to win the Chief de Bears a couple of weeks ago, which was a massive, massive effort. The horse is in fantastic form. And uh, Liz, he's, he's got a bit of a quiet weekend this week, and I don't think he's got any runners uh, tomorrow, but he's got a couple of runners today at Gatton. So hopefully we can pick his brains and see what he's uh, got for us. Well, let's do that right now. Let's bring in Les. Les, good morning to you. How are you? Very good, Melissa. Morning, Sam. Morning, morning. Thank you for joining us. We know it's uh, always busy, uh, especially on a race morning for a horse trainer, and um, I know it's busy for you. You were saying to us off here that you've uh, got sort of just shy of 60 horses or something and work. That's madness. Yeah, yeah, I was uh, hoping to retire, but unfortunately, um, yeah, um, <laughs> my good friend Mike Crooks uh, keeps uh, keeps the sticker above my head and keeps me going. But no, it's uh, yeah, it's just crazy at the moment. We've got a thirty yearlings and um, and twenty twenty something uh, older horses. So uh, yeah, I I work ten in Brisbane, and then we get in the car and drive out to the farm, which is an hour drive out the Bow Desert, and we work another thirty or forty out here, and then. Um, We've got a good setup out here where we can swim them and also uh, put them on the jogger. And, uh, we do that four days a week, and then uh, 
Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we go to the races. So that's working good How at the moment. How often would you do that, Les? I do it every day, Monday to Thursday, uh, and then we work Friday, Saturday, and most Sundays I uh, I try and take off, but uh, most Sundays I have a runner. So if I have runners, I, I'm always goes to the races. But um, uh, this Saturday, which is very unusual, I haven't got a runner. But um, yeah, it's just uh, that time of year is pretty tough, and uh, we've got a lot of babies at the moment. We're trying to get ready for the the next season, and um, yeah, life's. Uh, pretty hectic at the moment so it was nice to have a sad day off yeah i bet i you know you talk obviously about how you're sort of here there and everywhere but you've got the benefit obviously of the farm you say it's you know an hour away um for you know your babies are coming through obviously um from my short time here you have obviously have try and have a lot of early runners and things like that um is having that benefit of the farm and being able to sort of sort of sort out your horses that potentially are going to sort of be earlier types um, in the new season, like your early two-year-olds and then maybe those that maybe take a bit more time. Um, While you've got your facilities out there, is it easier to sort of, I don't know, sort of cipher them out as to where they're going to be in their prep and then how much they do? Yeah, well, we've been, uh, we're known to win the early two-year-old races because we get the early uh, two-year-olds going and um, usually uh, for the last uh, 10 or 15 years or so I've actually had eight or ten of them in my Brisbane stable and I, I only ever had 20 stables in town so um, I'd have eight to ten yearlings and then I'd have eight eight to ten um, older horses so it was always a quiet time when you're educating your babies and I could only work them for three weeks or two weeks give them two weeks and then give them two weeks out and get another eight in or another ten in and do that but this year is quite different because of uh, what's happened. We, well, I sold my stables last year, and um, I've now only got ten stables in town, so uh, that's not enough to uh, have. You know, five babies wouldn't be enough, and and if I had all babies in town, then I wouldn't be able to train any winners at all. So um, I keep the racehorses in the ten boxes in town, and and we're working actually thirty. I think we worked thirty four this morning yearlings. Um, which wow. is uh, madness in the sense that most people wouldn't have uh, three in let alone 30. But um, this will be a very different year this year for us because um, we planned last year, one race, we were lucky enough to have nine out of the 10 runners. Uh, this year, we'll have 30 horses ready to go to the races at once. So That's crazy. Uh, 30 yearlings. And, yeah, it's going to be, uh, well, 32-year-olds actually. So uh, the good thing is the early two-year-old races won't look as sad as they have been over the <laughs> previous years because uh, we might be able to fatten them up a little bit in the sense of having two heats but um, anyway we'll see how we go but um, no it's uh, and I was planning on to retire and unfortunately 12 months ago uh, I, my wife decided she uh, wanted to go separate ways so um, I uh, I got sort of kicked out of home so uh, I said to Cooksey I'll do another two years and I'm already one year in but the way it's going now it's great because um he uh, actually lets me work while I work the babies, which were the 30, 30 odd babies here. While I'm working them, I, I work, and then when we put the babies out for a week or ten days, Leslie has a week or ten days off. So uh, <laughs> I, I don't love think that. Perfect. In Australia, that would be doing that. So I, every three weeks, I get a week off. So I think I'm a, I think I'm one of them minor workers. But um, yeah, I've only done <laughs> a couple of I've only had three of them, and uh, I, I tell you what, I really enjoy it, and I'm looking forward to it again Monday. Uh, no runners Saturday, uh, and Monday I start another week off. So 
going to be hard to take. So where do you normally go when you take your little trips off? Obviously, you can't go too far away, but do you, you, do you have like a oh, similar place you go or do you try and go different places? No, 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 no. I try to do different things. I um, The first weekend I had off, I got a lot of friends down in northern New South Wales around Dubbo and Ningen and um, Burke. And, and, of course, Cunnamulla is my original town. I did 18 years in Cunnamulla. And uh, so I uh, jumped in the car and we took off down to... Uh, um, Dubbo and spent a night there and or two nights in Dubbo and a night in Ningen and a night in St George and a night in Gundawindi and back to Dolby and then back home so uh, a lot of driving wow. and but got to see a lot of people a lot of fr- old friends old old clients and um and then then I come back and then the next week I I had I took, went took off uh, to Kalamulla on the Friday uh drove back to Brisbane on the Monday jumped on a plane and flew up to Darwin and had a week up at Darwin so it was uh, that was hard to take too, but um, it was like 30 degrees up there and uh, we were freezing down here <laughs> that week. But, um, yeah, no, so, you know, life's pretty good at the moment. Um, it's just funny how things happen for for a reason. And, um, yeah, I was uh, I was uh, all set to buy a Winnebago and, and travel around Australia. But, um, yeah, I, I just uh, purchased a Winnebago yesterday. So uh, when I have these weeks off, I'll be just jumping in it and, Tossing a coin whether we go north or south or east or west. But, uh, you know yeah, what? That great. is a great lifestyle to have, Les. That's that's unreal, especially if you've got a week off every now and then. I want to ask you, you know how you said you, you've got over 30 babies, but normally you'd only have a handful. What's the thought? What's the, the mentality behind the reason why you've got so many? Oh, well, normally we only got room for eight or ten. I always had 30, mm. 30 odd babies, but I could only work eight. At a time, so three eights are thirty-two. So you'd do eight, eight, and uh, six. You know, like um, does that work it out? Sixteen? No, it wouldn't be two, three eights, twenty-four. Silly boy. Um, and then uh, six. So you'd work. But by the time you work your your last lot of babies, your first ones will probably have too too long in the paddock. Whereas this way, uh, we're working them for three weeks, give them a week off. Working for another three weeks, give them two weeks off. Working for another three weeks, give them a week off. So. Um, and it doesn't matter whether they're early or late. Everyone says, oh, you know, it's going to be a late one. Well, they still need education. So whether you educate them when they're four or whether you educate them as yearlings, it doesn't really matter as long as you don't gallop them, I suppose. Like, well, that's what I, mm. that's my theory. Um, so we don't gallop the horses. We only, they don't gallop until they trial. And um, so they just get out here and do some education. And we're lucky enough to have five riders and I ride myself. So uh, we punch six around at a time and it's a bit of fun bit of fun for the horses and a lot of fun for the riders. I always reckoned I enjoyed riding the babies going through that early education stage because it's so important for the longevity of their career. Like you say, you do a process with them that has them in for sort of two or three weeks at a time and then you give them that little bit of time to have a break. Obviously, some are going to grow and change and, and absorb, you know, the information that you're essentially giving them going through that early, you know, process of teaching them to be a racehorse. And you'll obviously get some... Uh, that handle it better than others. You know, some horses are obviously a little bit more forward, a bit more natural, um, and then some that take that little bit longer. But I always found it um, a really exciting part of a horse's career, like going through and um, teaching them all that stuff early on. And then obviously, like, you can you can follow it through and get them all the way to a race prep and see them race as two- and three-year-olds. It must be fairly satisfying being able to be there for that whole process and you know, see what they develop into. Well, it's uh, you know, it's uh, surreal. This year, last year, we had um, Mashani Royal who won the jewel, and uh, Gangster actually runs second in the jewel. Well, that's our pinnacle 
of the two-year-olds, apart from the Magic Millions, of course, like we uh, we send uh, eight or ten. Well, this year we sent twelve down there the other day for the sale. We've got twelve uh, Magic Million yearlings, so they'll be aimed specifically for the millions, and uh, the rest of them uh, will be aimed for the jewel. And um, if one of the millions horses is not good enough, of course, that they'll be aimed at the jewel as well. But um, yeah, it's it's great. It's like and. That was the ultimate race we sort of set our plans on. Uh, of course, we tried to win the millions as well. And, uh, unfortunately, um, we, we didn't. We, one, one of the horses hurt its, uh, his knee, chipped a, chipped a knee and had to have an operation. So so that was a bit uh, disappointing, but that's that's life. It's um, Yeah, but it's great. It's uh, And it's we're, we're quite fortunate to win a couple of decent races. And, um, yeah, if it wasn't for Mike Cook, so, you know, it wouldn't happen. He's the one who puts puts all the money up but it's just nice to get a bit a uh, bit of a return for him and um it's just getting bigger and stronger and this year i think will be our best year i say it every year i say oh this is they're going better <laughs> this year than next last year but when i say they're not going any better but we're doing a lot more with a lot more horses so um i don't know whether they'll because we don't know how how they go until you actually let me let them go but it's exciting when you put them in and let them go and some of them surprise and some of them disappoint you but um yeah it's um it's nice when when you can win one and uh, we were very lucky last year and hopefully this year it's uh, going to be bigger and better speaking of the which well, you, we had sorry less i'm buttoning i've got all these questions um mashani <laughs> sniper who's obviously been an, an absolute purple patch of form of late you you obviously you I mean you can't fault what he's been doing this prep um obviously they have stages horses where they go through their preps their form is probably not where you'd like but what's what do you think's been the key to him and his form of late well, you can't believe it. That horse was, uh, he hurt himself as a foal and hurt his hoof and had a very bad uh, quarter in his hind, hind hoof. And we got him in and I said to Mike, uh, I think this is best, our best uh, two-year-old. You know, he's a, he's, a, he's a freak, this horse. And we never got him to the races until he was three. And uh, I think it was three. I better, I better check on that, but I'm pretty sure it was three. And we took him to the Gold Coast and little Chris Caserta, who um, unfortunately drowned a bit over a year ago now. And um, he was riding a little bit of work for me. And I said, I'll, I'll wait till I get a good one, Chris. And um, and then and we found this one. And I said, mate, this is the horse. And um, and I had him nominated Toowoomba and the Gold Coast. And I'll never forget it was the same day as um, the only time they closed us down for the um, COVID. It was the day they closed it down. It was a sad day. And I'm driving to the coast and come across the radio. And it says, they said, oh, Oh, at 4 o'clock, 4 p.m., everyone's locked down. I thought, happy days. We'll be able to drive home from the coast, peace and quiet. There'll be no one on the road. <laughs> when I, unfortunately, I didn't realise when I got to the races that there, was, there wasn't any people. There wasn't any bookmakers. There wasn't any tow people. And we were so out of our And um, luckily, uh, luckily, I uh, was directed to a to a tote window and I got half the money on. And when I got half the money on, they closed the tote window. But anyway, so we were lucky enough to... But he was always had the markings of a good horse, and um, it was the biggest bet I had. In, in I've been doing it thirty something years, and uh, it was the most money I ever won on a racetrack. And unfortunately, I couldn't collect it for over two weeks because everything was closed. So it was a, it was a great day, but uh, and but no, no money for a couple of weeks. But uh, he he always was a nice horse, and he was he was one of my favourites. And he he just disappointed a little bit, you might say. Um, just it took a little while for the penny to drop, but we we tipped him out and brought him back and. And he really turned the corner when he come back, and uh, yeah, he's a, he's a nice horse. But he's always had that that ability. But the the way he can sprint, like, and we unfortunately uh, the day uh, 
Angela Jones rode him in Eagle Farm. We there was a heap of speed inside. He drew out. He always draws terrible. Even the day when Chris won on him, he drew drew third from the outside, and it was a nine hundred at the coast. And I said, "Oh, we, he's got plenty of speed. This horse he'll lead." And he was half party away, and and he was running about fifth. But uh, the day that Ange rode him in Eagle Farm, she, she said, "Oh, I'll have to go back on him." And I said, "Yeah." And I thought, "Oh, midfield," and just slot him away. And next minute he's last, and I thought, "Oh, he can't win from there." And, uh, yeah, and then he flew home. So, that, so then we started riding that way. You know, we, we were always riding for speed prior to that, but uh, it, it might have been a little bit of a blessing that he he went back and see you can rock it to the line. Yeah, he certainly has shown um, what he's made of this prep. Like you say, a horse that's versatile like him, it really makes a rider's job easier for sure. But anyway, Liz, I want to thank you for your time this morning. It's been an absolute pleasure. And good luck with you. I've got a couple runners at Gatton today just quickly. So hopefully, uh, you know, you can leave there a winner and I can see you in passing and I'm a winner too. So all the very best. And uh, yes, enjoy your Stradbroke lunch. That's for sure. I would be. Yeah. Well, soak it up, Les. Thanks, Thanks so much for joining us Thanks, on the Queensland trip. No worries. Uh, how good is that? What an absolute legend of racing. Les Ross there, the trainer. Well, stick with us. Coming up after the break, we'll have the latest in racing Queensland news. What are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Queensland is racing. The action continues this week across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. The horses are on the track. Queensland is your place to race this year. This is the Queensland Hoop with Sam Collett on SEN Track. Welcome back to the Queensland Hoop with Sam Collett, where Sam and I are bringing you the latest racing Queensland news. Sam, a quick recap where we can see you racing this weekend. You're off to Gatton this afternoon. Yes, Gatton this afternoon. I've got a handful of rides there, and then I'm going to shoot into town and be a part of Stradbroke Day to ride X, and then quickly get in my car, go up to Toowoomba and punch a couple of horses around there, and uh, yes, and then Sunshine Coast Sunday. Amazing. Far out. Busy weekend ahead. Well, as mentioned, Gatton racing this afternoon. Then tomorrow, the big one, Eagle Farm, Sam. This is going to be huge. Yes, massive day. The racing doesn't stop there. Racing continues at Aquas Park on the Gold Coast Poly Track. And then the night meet, Sam. I know you're a big fan of this one at Toowoomba and then Townsville as well. In the country, Moranbah, uh, Buckledon. Buckholden, rather, in June, Gainda and Richmond. And then it all wraps up on Sunday on the Sunshine Coast, where we'll be seeing you. Yes, I'll be there, hopefully uh, with the plenty of money in my pocket from a few winners over the week. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Well, thanks for your company here on the Queensland Hoop. What are you really gambling with for free and confidential support? Visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Queensland is racing. The action continues this week across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. Happy racing.